What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. I have a little bit of a different episode for you guys today. Instead of just an interview, I have a co-host today. I am joined by one of my best friends, pure bar teacher, child genius, constant recipient to your mom jokes, Tamara Johnson. Hello, hello, guys. Did you like my Happy intro? I did. Thank you. I thought about it. Accurate. I thought about it last night for a while. <laughs> um, so I, I've never done an episode with somebody, and I've been wanting to because I talk to myself a lot, and it's not as fun as talking to with someone. And you and I have some pretty classic conversations. We do. We I do. We so. I will start off. I'll ask you to give a little bit of background on yourself so people can know who is Tamara Johnson besides my friend. Surely. <laughs> um, so I met Liz at work um, through work. Technically, we weren't like on the same team. No, I, was, I used to be on the team that you were on. So I was still close with everyone. Um, but it was like an instant click. We became friends pretty much right away. Yeah. Uh, just background. I went to Lehigh University, graduated in oof, 2019. And then like I started working right away. But throughout that, I've always been like super active, played sports growing up, um, found bar in college. So that's kind of what led me to become an instructor, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, I'm trying to think of like my fun hobbies other than working out and it's playing around on social media. Bar and trying crumble cookies every week oh, yeah, yeah. if you if you want an update on the crumble cookies of the week let me know because i got you <laughs> you're so oh, it's so bad oh, but so good girl <laughs> we yeah. forget that yeah i no it's so bad but it's so good i try not to get crumble very often because they are pretty hefty they're hefty but then i see you post them every week and i'm and the flavors always look so good but it's they're always incredible it's for the best that I have to get in my car and like drive to crumble because that's what stops me. Like Caroline so, just could walk down the street. That would be a, I'd have to mute you. Well, the, the problem is, or thankfully, like I do it with friends. So we yeah, cut you the like fifths or sixths so that we can try everything. But if it was just like me trying to house down four different flavors each week, four to six, depending on the week, that'd be a no. The problem is that I could do it. That's like, the problem like when we came when when you came over that one time and we were watching and you were like I'm full and I was like I'm gonna keep going keep going I could I could um so we had Tamara and I had quite the start to the week like she said we met at work I think I think we clicked instantly because I remember I remember the moment so so specifically how cute of me no we you were talking about like Lulu, it was a Tuesday. And oh, God. Dropped. Lulu drops 2 p.m. Tuesdays. Yes. So you were like, oh, I got to look. And I was like, oh, I have an affiliate link. And you were like, you have a what? And then we just got, it was right off the bat. And I was like, I didn't know Lululemon dropped things on 2 p.m. on Tuesdays. And then you enlightened. I should have added that to the intro. Yeah, I was going to say, oh. that's the new stuff. But if you want the clearance stuff, Thursdays, super early in the morning, around 6 a.m. I got yeah. you. That's that's a game changer. I've told I haven't told people about that 
in a while. Yeah. Was it really early on Thursdays? They update their we made too much section, their clearance section. Yeah, that's a game changer. Um, but Tamara and I had a had a quite the interesting start to the week. We we get to we tend to get to work pretty early. Earlier you get there, the earlier you can get out. She's she's normally there before me. So I go about my routine. I put my my stuff down at my desk, go put my lunch in the fridge, and then I loop around, go sit at her desk for a while. Just having our normal no I don't even know what we were talking about. But you were I like I have not a clue, but you were mid-sentence and the lights in the building just go out. Done. Fully. <laughs> Fully. And we everything we were there it it was a good half hour of like all of us just being like what's the protocol like do we leave is that yeah it wasn't wasn't just like us that was confused like no it was everyone it was was just like well i don't really know the higher-ups were like what's your call buddy i don't see anybody higher than you in this room nope you but at least and uh these poor two people got stuck in the elevator for a good half hour which is just quite unfortunate for me Very. i just have to sit in my car and drive home while i like prayed to god that my coffee would just cooperate settle down settle settle down um i want you to before we talk about the no actually before before I ask you about your whole life story to tell people. We got to talk about the whole pizza thing because I can't. I was going to say, I hope we were going to talk about the pizza thing yeah. first because in my mind. Yeah, I can't. I can't let this hour go by forgetting it. Um, yeah. For quick background for those who don't know, I got quite an alarming text. Yes, I was mid-meeting. Like, I'm like, listen, and I see this text going, oh, oh, did you see that they're banning wood and coal, uh, coal-fired ovens? For pizza in your area and i was like what so then i pull i googled it pulled up the barstool article which was hilarious by the way there so new york wants to wants to start an initiative to ban wood and coal-fired ovens just for making pizza which can i say is just absolutely ridiculous i feel like that's an attack on the culture of new jersey and new york to be honest right like i it just Logical, like there's no way that anybody in a position of power actually thinks like, oh, this is logical. No, especially if they're from here. I think my exact words were when you sent that text over was billionaires are flying private jets across the country for quick trips and we are worried about pizza. Mm-hmm. Also, why why just pizza? So can I use a wood or a coal-fired oven to cook a turkey? Anything else? Yeah, I don't know. A flat I mean, people bread? in your backyard. Are we, are we banning that? What's also, how far is this? Uh, people have been using wood and coal to make food for since they started making food. Like there was yeah. no, there was once no option. It's not the issue. I mean, like I, I'll sit here and struggle through a paper straw occasionally. The only time it really pisses me off is I got an icy, and I was like, "Come on, oh, that's not." Really? That's not helpful not right for that no but like i'll deal with it it's a minor inconvenience but a form of cooking really it's a form of cooking but only for one one food which arguably 
one of the best foods. Yeah. Think about too, like it's, I feel like we're constantly in a battle between like in environment, economics, mostly in America, we're the only ones that really, really care about money. But think about how many people would lose jobs if those pizza places in New York shut down. Yeah, or they just like they would have to change the type of oven, and I feel like that would just mess with the quality. Ooh, what type of what would it be like a gas oven? I guess. Now, is there another? I feel I don't know. I no, don't like it. That at that point, I'll just do it myself. You get DiGiorno's at that point. I, I was going to say DiGiorno's like stock skyrocketing. They also like New York has done nothing in the past two weeks that I know of as far as like newsworthy initiatives to to prevent wildfires or spread awareness about the The what the smoke from Canada it's back today and tomorrow I got an air quality alert this morning oh no you did not yeah hold on let me look also I'm googling what kind of oven does Domino's use because if anyone's gonna save us it might be Domino's no Oh no, it will not. Hero, <laughs> we might need. No. Um. No, I didn't get an air quality thing. I don't know. But here's the thing: Why is New York not making any like campaigns for like wildfire awareness and stuff? Like, just just only say like, don't go outside if the air's orange. But we're gonna stop using ovens for pizza. There are so many worse things. What about the bajillion cars? I was going to say, have you ever driven behind one of those trucks and like the exhaust goes off and you see all of the smoke? Like, I feel like there are so many other things. Leave the pizzas alone. You drive through Newark, New Jersey, and all you see is thick clouds of God knows what is emitting from those things. There's a bajillion cars. Like Turnpike in Elizabeth. Yes, yes, yeah. Elizabeth, yeah. Near the airport, oof, yeah. Yeah, that's an ugly sight. So I just, it seems like right now it's just a thought. Like people aren't, like there's no set in stone, like this is when we're, they're going to act on it. I can't foresee people abiding by it. I think that people was, are going to eat the tickets. I was going to say, I think this is one of those situations. You remember when they tried to like ban- like take the self-service gas thing away in New Jersey? Yes. Like they pump our own gas and we were all like no thank you um i feel like this this is going to be that kind of situation what about remember when new york i don't know if it's still like this or not you'd probably know better than me remember when they said you can't have like a plastic cup over then like a certain size like if you go to 7-eleven or something i remember that or styrofoam was it a styrofoam cup Styrofoam, i think i mean because like all the corner stores and like bodegas used to have them nobody really uses styrofoam anyway no anymore but you, th- that's different though you want you, you want to use a different kind of cup use a different kind of cup you can- people people even sucked up the whole plastic bag situation like i deal with it now when i went to pennsylvania and i went to target and I, did i smuggle plastic bags home yes i did that's part of it that's part of it the art yeah. i rather put this might be a bold no i rather put a mask back on my face in the gym than get rid of New York and New Jersey pizza. Agreed. I feel like that's fair. I think we should send this to the legislators. <laughs> I'm gonna, this is going to go everywhere. This will be on TikTok. It's going to go everywhere. Yeah. Nobody's, 
we could send a lot of things to the legislators. Truly. But it's fine. Um, that's what concerns me, though. Like, you and I have no political science background at all. Oh, no. Why can I understand that this is a terrible idea? We just like to talk. And that's awesome. we like to So... That's true. That is a good segue, though. I want you to give a little, a little bit of your background on um, to the Boy, people like listening because you have had an an unconventional schooling life. So let yeah. let the people hear it. Where where do I start? <laughs> when it all began, I will never know your age because you've yes. told me a million times, but I just can't it yeah I refuse to know it (laughs) well currently 25 um but I started school super young so I think I started already a year ahead and then I went from a private school to a public school when I moved and I guess the private school that I was at was an accelerated program or they were learning more than the public school near me had taught so by the time I got to I was transferring, supposed to go to second grade, and they were proposing I went from first grade all the way to fourth, which would have put me at six years old in the fourth grade. So Mama J, my lovely mother, was like, absolutely not. She's also a public school teacher, so she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. So instead, they skipped me one grade. So I started young, skipped a grade, so I was six in the third grade. I turned seven shortly after, but that's kind of how- birthday. Yeah. That's how I ended up so, so young. So going to college at the ripe age of 16 was a fun time. So you were in third grade at six years old. Yeah. And you're supposed to be. I think you're supposed to be like eight or nine. You're supposed to be eight turning nine because my, like Jenna just turned 10 and finished fourth grade. So you were two years ahead. Oh yeah, so I guess that makes sense. You all, so you only went to college like two years earlier, but when you say I went to college at sixteen, it's so like jarring. It's a bit of a shock. No, Honestly, honestly I feel like twenty-two-year-olds, like a sixteen. Well, that was the thing. I was such a liability. Like looking back at oh, it, oh, you a hundred percent were. I was like sixteen in like college basements. <laughs> you could not legally drink all of college. I didn't even drive, to be honest, without like another person I had to fax permission slips home because I was not yet 18 so like the university physically could not like allow me to sign things it's just it's just very funny it's crazy I would be nervous as as your friend like come to every party once in a while and bust it I would be I would like carry you over my shoulder and be like we're going I know I remember um, when I joined my sorority. At that point, I was already seventeen, but still underage. So, not yeah, like not even know. underage, not a legal adult. Yes, not a legal adult. <laughs> so, not only was I under the age of twenty-one, <laughs> I was not fully an adult yet. Could not vote. Could not go to war for this country. <laughs> but man, those basements felt like war sometimes. But yes. like, I feel like we had a system. So if a party we were at ever got busted like I would be out pretty early well your friends don't want to see you get busted the guys whose house it is definitely don't want to definitely see you don't there. want that no no mm-hmm. I think I don't want to be anywhere near. just being underage and being at those parties you're like you scramble 
but being yeah. not a legal adult. You could the not- crazy thing, there was another 16-year-old in the class That's of weird. So I started in I started in 2014. I took five years. So I graduated in 2019. Oh, but technically did. in the class of 2018, there were two of us that were 16, but I was still the youngest. So well, yeah, because you you're two weeks. What a crazy yeah, so that's why I'll never you also look older, like you just are very yeah. you act mature and you like look mature. So when I first met you and you had sunglasses on, I remember that day, I was like, I just assumed you were like approaching 30. Like I was like, this woman's got it figured out. And she and now you not. <laughs> now I do not. She's got it more figured out than me, but I feel like we balance each other out pretty well. <laughs> it's, it's whenever some I don't I I mean it so seriously whenever I tell you I do not know how I survived without you because every slightest inconvenience or if I just don't feel like using my brain I'm like I I need you instantly drop what you're doing please respond SOS whether it's like a shopping decision or like truly like a life decision I feel like you would come to me about like a mortgage or or something like that please you already know when I'm going to need to buy a house one day you will be with me. I know anything about buying houses, but I feel like you would still come to me and be like, what, what are your thoughts? Well, yes. And that's a part, like I've kind of realized lately, like, you know, when you're a kid and you go to your mom and your dad, you just assume that they know like everything. Growing yeah. up, you realize like, they're just people. They don't know mm-hmm. much more than you do. But you know how much harder it must've been for them? Because like, when yeah. we have kids and they ask us questions, we're going to be able to just look it up real quick. Yeah. Like, what did, did they just make it? answers up I don't know probably probably or or like why are you asking me that yes that was a good answer but that's how I view you you're like my second mother (laughs) I go to you for all my all my problems um so how did you I have so many things that I wanted to talk to you about (laughs) because I was like we could do like this will be a whole girl talk episode um yes but we both have like ADHD, I'm pretty sure. So oh, it's so it's, bad. I can't. Well, well mine's I, diagnosed. I, I don't know. Mine, about is, you. mine is self diagnosed with the confirmation <laughs> of my mother, who's also not a doctor. <laughs> She's close. She's, She's close. Plus, you know, every I I said it the other day, I was talking to someone. I was like, my friends at like work probably hate me. Like my friends in school did. Like when we're studying or we're in like a room just working, I can't, like, I can't be silent. I have I have to say things and I'm like everybody else is trying to work and like be serious right now but I can't help myself I need to just it's the intrusive thoughts they just come out I know I can't help myself um so I want to talk you know what I want to talk about next how because you've had you've lived nine lives at this point you like it you have confirmed but Right now, you have a lovely boyfriend. His name is Nick. I'm quite a fan of him. I think he's a he's a nice man. Um, but how I think like your your guys is like where you came from before Nick, and then how you guys met, like like the way yeah. is a pretty like wholesome wholesome story that some people could benefit from listening to just to be like, there's hope. There is hope. There. And like I feel like I don't know what the age of your listeners happens to be but I feel like if anyone older is listening they're like what does this 25 year old have to tell me about like love and relationships oh Oh, let me tell you 
Oh. <laughs> Let me get into oh. it. But I feel like it helps because I have a wide range. Like my friends range from the ages of like 20, 21, all the way up to like 40. You Some of my really- friends that are married. Yeah, married kids. Like some oh, Yeah, I'm a full aunt. So I I have a lot of wisdom coming to me from other people that have helped me to get to this point, which I appreciate. So shout out to all the people in my life that have helped me get here. But yes, (laughs) yeah. And then I can impress upon other people. But for those who don't know me, which is probably a majority of people at one, once upon a time, I was engaged. So back in college, I was in a, how many years? Like eight eight-year relationship and we got engaged at the ripe age of like 19 I think or at least I was 19 um it was sophomore year like over winter break we had gotten engaged and I feel like everyone took it really well everyone liked the guy it was not a surprise to anyone of course people were like yeah you're really young but it it's not like either of us were super religious it wasn't like one of those kind of marriages you can also get engaged Um, you don't need to get married like the next year yeah exactly so and that was the other thing we were telling people like we were gonna wait until we were out of college to get married like long engagement kind of thing but I am no longer with said man I have found (laughs) the lovely Nicholas and it was quite the journey to going from being with the same person for eight years of like your transformative life from the age of basically 12 I think we started dating right after I turned 13 all the way up to the age of 21 so I feel like you go through a lot of growing and like questions that period um while you're becoming an adult like we went to the same college everything so it was a rough rough break yeah (laughs) not gonna lie completely came out of nowhere on my end I didn't know it was coming um oh I thought you broke it off no, 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 no. Oh. It was a hundred percent on his side. He was going through a lot of shit at home. His job, like he was going through job craziness. Um, and I think just also that transition from college to like real life is really hard. Oh yeah. And when you have someone that's in your relationship that's still in college, that's kind of like a strain. So yeah, I can see how it built up to where it ended up. But no, it was not my decision. News to me. Yeah. But we got over it through basically dating other people. Okay. <laughs> I was That was going to be my next question is how do you start to get rid of the, like, like being attached to somebody you were with for eight years? Yeah. Because I'm, I feel like on one hand, it wasn't just like losing your partner. That person was my best friend. So mm-hmm. I had to really like lean on my other friends and learn to appreciate my other friends in other ways. Yeah. And it taught me how I feel like how to be a better friend because I think you're I a great friend. All of my, oh, thank you. I was putting all of my attention into this one person and like, that's who I would go to for everything. If there was good news, if there was bad news, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like you have different friends for different reasons. And I only learned that through this breakup. Yeah. So that was helpful, but all of my friends are like, basically, you just need to relearn everything about love because you fell in love when you were like 13. Now yeah. you're an adult. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I was just going to say, to the dating apps, it was. I had a great time for like two years, basically just learning how to go on dates. I wish I knew you during that time period. 
no, this is before. I know. But it was like weird becoming an adult and having to go on dates. It sucked. Honestly, there were so many bad dates, so many uncomfortable conversations. And I couldn't remember what I was talking to everyone about. Like I had a note in my phone that said like this person, what I've discussed with them and what information I knew about them. Did you, um, this is a problem that I really need to like stop. Like I need to stop doing this, but I don't save people's phone numbers. I know you don't. I am aware. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't save people's phone numbers. So I'll get like random texts being like, Hey, like long time, no talk or like, somebody will answer me and I have to like go back and be like which person like who is this not not that I have multiple people in my phone at the same time yeah how's your roster it's slim I'll just it's slim I'll just get like a random random like hey like long time no talk and I'm like how you doing Ooh, not it's interesting too because you'll you really realize how much you're like on a guy's mind I have gotten texts I've been in my relationship, which I am super happy and I love Nick. We're going to get, we're moving in together soon. Um, but we have been in our relationship for over two years now. Oh yeah. And I got a text maybe like six months ago from one guy that I had dated before Nick being like, Hey, are you still in the area? Sir, I want nothing to do with you. What a frightening text. Truly a jump scare. (laughs) I, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. The worst is when you wake up and, and you get it. Last night I woke up and had a comment on like one of my Instagrams from like somebody that I, I know and they were out at the bar. Like I saw it and I was just like, what are you doing at two o'clock in, in the morning on, in my yes. comment section? This is not where you should be. Yeah. Take it home. There should be like an automatic block after a certain hour on certain apps on your phone that like you just cannot disable. Yes, because I have the I have the disabling problem. Mm-hmm. I've I put it on. It makes it harder. It does. It makes it harder to get there. Yeah, disabling problem. Still easy access though. I know it's, it's so interesting though. But I I feel like unfortunately that is the best way to get over a breakup is going on dates, right to redate. Yeah, yeah. No, I like your story though because. It's very, it, it makes me like, like feel better, which I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing to say, but, be, <laughs> but being like, okay, if Tamara was with this guy for eight years, had a ring on her finger and can build a bridge and get over it, then so can I. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And when I say like the best way to get over it is to just date other people. I did take time. Like yeah. I took time for myself. Yeah. I worked on myself. And when I was going on these dates, they weren't necessarily to find like the one. It was to practice no. like talking to males on like in a dating setting. And like if I happened to end up liking one of them, great, cool. Like yeah. we'll keep talking. But I was nowhere near looking for like a serious right. long term relationship after. This is part of being in your twenties. Like go on, like yeah, it's fine. Go like, for great story in the end also during covid that made it even weirder because to be truthful i was like sneaking out of the house because who wants to tell their parents they're going on like a casual date during a pandemic like we were very safe and like anyone that i met up with we were either like outside on walks or 
like we had tested beforehand, but still, I'm not trying to tell my parents about oh, every day. No. no, that would atrocious. So yeah, well, it all it all worked out, and I I yeah. do think that you are like I think I find it interesting though that you said that you used to go to that guy for everything, like, and then you were like, oh, like it taught me how to be a better friend. I would never view you as one of those friends that's like I have a boyfriend and like oh like I can never hang out with you because I'm seeing my boyfriend I think you do a phenomenal job of balancing friends like you're one of those that it's like unless you have something specific like a like a date night like you're going to see a movie and dinner with Nick it's always like hey you can come if you want or if I'm like hey do you want to come over you're not like can Nick come too oh yeah very balanced you know, I'm like, not one of those. No. Also, I feel like I take pride in the fact that my friends can come hang out with me and Nick and they're not like disgusting. Oh, I feel so comfortable. We're not, we're not one of those couples. I feel Thank so comfortable. <laughs> and not to say that I was one of those people in the past, but like when it came to just like talking to my friends about real life things, like, whether it was a problem or like something great, I never had that level of deep connection. Right. I still, I, I just don't think I'm that type of girl that's super lovey-dovey in front of other people. Yeah. I feel like my life is going to be very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not either. I don't, I'm not a, like a PDA person. Not no. For, not for others. I want none mm-hmm. of, I want none of it. Like I'll hold a hand in that public. Is fine. That I feel is like that's fine. the extent. Like that's we are not one of those couples at the amusement parks that are like hanging out to each other. <laughs> no. Imagine you were one of those couples that wore like, he, he's my my mickey she's my mini shirts at disney wait so nick actually told me at his like freshman year orientation a couple came to his college wearing those shirts to freshman orientation like i love my crazy girlfriend like shirt and she had a matching one can you think of something more cringeworthy than walking into your first day of college at freshman orientation and like you see those two do you think they're still together I don't know. Probably I would, not. I would love to know who they are. <laughs> I really, maybe I should ask him. Yeah, I, I wonder school. if he took down Nate. Yeah. He went to a small school. Yeah, probably knows. You should ask him. Um, <laughs> speaking of your whole transformation journey, I have had the pleasure of seeing you figure out some aspects of your life in the oh. some aspects in the past. Honestly, in the past like year, like it's really only been a year. Um, and I don't even know how to begin to intro this, but I think you know what I'm I'm speaking about. So yeah. I'm just gonna let you take the reins because I don't even know how to how to in in you were having some health problems. I was gonna say we can start by saying doctors, some, some, big asterisk, some doctors suck. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's my big caveat to this whole situation. I think. We once again we have to go back into the depths of Tamara. But basically, when this is a girl episode through and through with Tamara, <laughs> I I think I got my period probably when I was like eleven. Eleven. Yeah, that's a pretty 14. normal age. Yeah, definitely eleven, ten or eleven. And they were horrendous. I horrendous to the point I was going to the hospital every month and the only thing they could do for me was put me on morphine send me back home and I would have to go to my grandparents house because I couldn't go to school on morphine which fair Fair. (laughs) and 
like they found out I had cysts and all these things, but the only thing that they decided to do about it was as many people listening to this probably already can guess, put me on birth control, Mm. which fine cleared up my skin, but had so many other side effects until you find the right one. Like, you know, you can end up fainting, gaining weight, mood swings, like all those things. And that's really hard on like an 11 year old. Oh, oh, it's way too young. Yes. Yeah. And like the person, the doctor that put me on, like never really cared. I feel like had terrible bedside manners and she's a woman too. So you would think she'd be a little more um, caring, but no um fast forward to probably high school same situations happening like still on the birth control it's helping somewhat month to month but like I still have these cysts and it's whatever I just lived with it but the crazy thing is and this will tie back in I was super active as a child like I was in competitive volleyball I played school sports I did so many things I was also 5'10 at the age of like 11 She's a tall gal. I I said she looks Yes. So I haven't grown since then, but I've always been tall. And since you're always tall, you get labeled as usually like high BMI, overweight when you're growing up, tall. And like, if you're athletic and you have muscle, I would say I was never fat looking back at it, but I feel like as a young girl, you always think you are. Right. But love to go well, back especially when, when numbers are telling you oh you you are but bmi just as a little side note here for those listening bmi is just go it just goes by your age and your weight it takes nothing else into consideration yeah and like there's so many things that have now disproved bmi although yeah. a lot of doctor's offices still use it unfortunately oh they do uh-huh and i know when i hopefully one day have kids I will never let a doctor talk to my kid about BMI unless it's like at an actual unhealthy point but I feel like as a parent I wouldn't let that happen you know unless something was medically wrong and at that I point we should obese children. If you're there. <laughs> right? I believe in sending kids outside letting them play letting them eat like balanced meals and I feel like if you do those things your kid will be fine <laughs> correct like so that yeah. at the end of the day that's all I care about healthy happy children yes so that is my goal in the future but unfortunately like and my mom did the best that she could yeah. but like I feel like doctors back in the early 2000s really didn't have that kind of awareness yeah. about body image and how that can affect a child growing up oh, especially yeah. so like that was also at play here and I promise the two things will make sense in a little bit but all throughout high school, like struggled with eating, struggled with body image, struggled with all of that. Meanwhile, definitely was in the best shape of my life because not only was I playing volleyball, I started doing um, track and field. So I just had like all of this free time that was being consumed by fitness, working out, being active. Yeah. So it just physically didn't make sense that I was at the weight that I was at playing all these sports. Now I will tell you my like muscle to body fat ratio was pretty good because I had a lot of muscle, but it should have raised some kind of alarm bells. I assume maybe they thought just because I was on birth control, maybe I was carrying extra fat, whatever. You were like a, like a early teenager and yeah, like 
I get maybe not looking into it too much, but I think combined with what was going on with my kids, someone should have looked at it. So fast forward to college, I think in college, I probably gained like 40 pounds from the start of college to getting out of college. Uh, I can pull up receipts, but I'm pretty sure it was around 40. I would like to see the receipts. Maybe 40 or 50, because I have it all in my fitness pal. I was a fitness pal user all throughout. I think it started in like high school. Yeah. Um, So it was either 40 or 50. And when I was going through college, of course, I had that breakup in there. So like, who knows how many of the 40 or 50 were during that time? I would say probably a good amount. But also a lot of it was sophomore year because sophomore year was when I joined my sorority. We were going out. We were eating. New lifestyle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because we had a chef in house. Yeah. So we were like, we were living it up. Me and my friends call it our um, fat and happy days. Not in like an offensive way at all. We were truly just fat and happy. And I loved it. (laughs) I would go back to that mindset any day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So after college is when I really started to try to like look into what was going on because I was still working out I at this point I was deep into pure bar Mm -hmm. and I was loving it I was going to classes probably five or six times a week and you're there for like an hour my heart rate was getting up like I was burning 400 calories at class really doing good work in class yeah and I was doing like some weightlifting on the side so the fact that I was still gaining weight was really confusing. And at this point I had already seen a nutritionist and like I had educated myself on nutrition and like what I should be doing for my body. Right. And at this point I had gotten diagnosed with PCOS from my gynecologist because I had started asking questions yeah. and he was like, yeah, probably have this. The crazy part is there's no, I guess there is a scientific way to diagnose PCOS, but it's like a checklist. If you have two out of these four yeah, it's not yet that evolved. Like, yeah, they say you have it. So it's easy to miss. A lot of doctors don't really like look for it. Right. Um, so once I found this out, I kind of worked with my nutritionist and she was like, well, I don't specialize in PCOS, but this is usually what like people recommend. So I changed my eating a little bit to see if that would help. Helped a little, but not to the point that I thought it should. So I went to a endocrinologist within my medical group and this Liz was the first doctor I think that ever truly listened to me listened to my story was actually like on my side and it took so long to get that this was at the age of 24 I started seeing him so last year yeah and that was the first I remember when you when you started yeah I got in the car after the doctor's office and I called my brother and I cried because that was the first person that actually listened to me and my brother's in medical school. So he was the one that was really like pushing me to figure out what was going on. And long story short, this doctor ended up running a bunch of tests and he found out like my PCOS was messing with my entire body, my metabolism, everything. I had a super fast metabolism, but my body was having issues with my insulin because of insulin resistance due to my PCOS. So while birth control was helping like the cysts part of PCOS, nothing was helping like the metabolism, the insulin, all of that. 
And although you would think a normal doctor would catch this, like apparently, and I'm not going to go into medical jargon because I don't have a license for that, but apparently there's a ratio. Your glucose to insulin ratio is supposed to be within a certain amount. If you look at them together, you could see the problem. But if you look at them separately, you couldn't tell that there was an issue. So when he looked at them together, he realized that there was a big issue with my insulin resistance. And he said, if I didn't get it fixed, more than likely, I would end up with type 2 diabetes by the age of like 40. Which which was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I know you're doing all the right things. You work out a ton. You eat balanced meals. This doesn't make sense. Drink water. And on the other side, at the time, my mom was actually borderline type 2 diabetes and alarm bells like started going off. And I was like, what if she had the same thing? And the reason that she's borderline now is because no one caught it when she was my age. So I have her like going to the same doctor now too. And he figured it out for her too. So now she's no longer borderline. Like it's incredible what you can get done when you have a doctor that listens to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's also crazy. Like seeing, and we've talked about this too, but I'll pull up pictures that'll come up on my Snapchat memories or whatever, just to see the difference. Like I, it makes me happy for you because you knew all this time that something was not like correct. Yeah. And I, I would be the first to tell you, like, if I was like, Tamara, you're not losing weight because you're not working out hard enough or like, because you're eating, you're overeating every day. Like I would tell you if I, if I oh, yeah. red flags Um, and listen, like you have a nice, well, like I would say like a well-balanced diet. Like you don't yourself, like you're not always eating vegetables and protein and, and fruit, but you like, we act and eat pretty similarly. The two of us. Yeah. Especially like, I would say I'm, I've got you by like what? seven inches oh oh yes got you by like quite a bit but I think like if you upped your eating to my body size it would be proportionate yeah like I'm sure your like macros are a bit healthier especially when you're like cutting and everything but day to day it's balanced what I was you're not just you're you're not eating and acting to gain weight like you weren't Mm -mm. Like maybe you weren't going to necessarily like lose a ton of weight, but you are not acting like you should not have been. And now the difference is astronomical. Which is crazy because I think what you were going to with the pictures is I didn't notice until one day in October or November. Yeah. A picture from our spring training at our company. Remember that video that you had to take? Video of me. And I was like, who is that? I was on my face. I was like, Tamara, you're like, you could say it. I was like, that does not look like you. No. My and, face and the thing is, like, in the moment, I wouldn't have been like, oh, Tamara, like you like you're you're gaining weight. Like I never yeah. but then you lost it. And I was like, holy crap. Like I know. And it was wrong. it was very gradual. So I don't think I said. So the 50 pounds that I found in college, I lost it. Oh yeah. Within a year, basically, just from getting my medication sorted out. Yeah. Um it's important to say within a year too. It wasn't like it wasn't in like three five pounds a week. No. No. And I was still working out probably six times a week. Yeah, the same. Uh, You didn't change teaching. I didn't really change anything. My eating was the same, my working out was the same. And my doctor explained it. He was like, Okay before you're, you were doing the exact same things, but your body was working against you 
now you're doing the exact same things and your body is at the levels of like a normal person. Yeah. So now your body is adjusting to how like healthy and active you are. So that's why you're losing so much weight. Um, and now I feel like my body's kind of balanced out to a good spot. Like I've been at this weight for probably, uh, like three or four months now and maintaining it isn't hard. And I feel like that's the key when, you know, like you're just staying at the same spot. Yeah. But it is wild looking back at pictures. Yeah. And I can imagine like the frustration. I get a lot of people who are like, and I, well, I want people to also listen to this and not be like, oh, like maybe I'm not losing weight because I have something wrong like this was like she I mean how often do you work out a a week including teaching because you she teaches your bar and then takes I would say on like a weekly average I usually teach about three classes a week yeah when I'm teaching classes I usually burn like maybe 200 to 300 calories in an hour which is still a lot I'm running around the room making sure people don't hurt themselves bar is like a the it's a low impact workout but I have a room of probably 20 people that I'm maintaining my eyes on making sure they're in good form also like doing the choreography and explaining everything so mm-hmm. it's a pretty active hour so I'm doing that probably three to four times a week and then I take classes myself probably around five times a week and then I also try to get like a few short lifting sessions in, just focusing on like one body part at a time. So I'll do like that two times a week, probably 30 minutes. So all in all throughout the week, I would say I'm working out six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 hours in a week. Yeah. That's, that's quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you eat, I you eat pretty balanced stuff too. So I think it's important for people who might be going through something similar to realize like yeah. a doctor will make a difference. Like you really got to find a trustworthy, like, you, you know, when something's wrong and, mm-hmm. and the doctor's just like, like with me when I was, and I've talked about this on the podcast when I was passing out in, yeah. in random spots and my, my general practitioner couldn't find anything, which they were looking, but they were like, you got to go to some, like somebody else because we're not finding something. And I was like, I know yeah. something is not correct. Like I am. And just- that's the thing. Like sometimes it's just figuring out what kind of specialist you need to go to. And it's unfortunate that people don't have enough medical knowledge to figure it out themselves. Yeah. Like I don't know if I would have realized I needed to go to an endocrinologist if my brother wasn't in medical school. Like, unless you sit down and really have a great general practitioner, that's exactly what they are. They're there to look at the whole body, make sure everything, it's kind of like a routine checkup for your car. That's what your general practitioner is doing. They're checking all the boxes, but they're not there to do like extreme deep dives into specific parts of the body. Yeah. So like you're almost your own champion and you kind of have to get it together for yourself and do like a little bit of research. Don't try to go crazy because then WebMD will tell just you. The, you have just the general Google right. search. Yeah. <laughs> like a general search of who you might need to see. Ask your doctor if this is a good idea and then maybe they'll refer you to them. Or maybe they'll say, I don't think that's the right person for you to see, but maybe this person can help. So you just kind of have to take things in your own hands sometimes. Yeah. And you like, you know when something's not correct mm-hmm. with your body. And it might be like, I, I've had things not correct with my body purely because anxiety and, and oh, yeah. was things wrong with my body. But then that's another direction. Like I'm, I'm grateful that I have the 
GP that I do have. Cause when I went to her and she was like, I'm not finding anything first, you're going to go to a cardiologist. If the cardiologist doesn't find anything, then you're going to go to a neurologist. And if the neurologist yeah. doesn't find anything, we'll circle back. Oh my God. Neurologists. We have to do a whole nother episode on my concussion situation. Yeah. I have a lot of trials and tribulations when it comes to medical situations. Yes. But that concussion threw me for a loop. No, you do. And normally, like I, I like I said, I, I you know, I, I call bullshit all the time. Like I call bullshit. And I always hated the, the kids that were like hypochondriacs or like, yeah. oh, like I have a fever. Like I need to go to the hospital. You just genuinely have a lot of things that go wrong. <laughs> Remember when I was at our spring training that one year that I was talking about and I had a whole presentation in front of many a people and I had like 103 degree fever, thought I had COVID, didn't have COVID. Turns out I had the flu, went to the hospital, like all in the, <laughs> under this company trip. All while I was like, that all happened too while I was literally one wall away from you yes just asked out I just remember one of our coworkers. I guess like while the EMTs were in the room and like my old boss was in the room like trying to get my stuff together to get me out on the stretcher in the hallway because I was shaking so hard one of our friends comes upstairs from downstairs our spring training's in a casino comes upstairs he's like kind of tipsy stumbles down the hallway and we're all on the same hallway we requested to be and he sees EMS uh, two police officers a security guard a stretcher in the hallway my door is wide open and he comes knocks on the door and goes tamara and the big security guard goes, no and closes the door on him <laughs> so our old boss goes outside and tries to explain what's happening which <laughs> is so funny i oh. i just i woke up that next morning had a text and you, so I had a missed call from you. And then you texted us in the group chat. You're like, is anybody awake? And I was just like, I can help. Yeah. And I was like, nah. like I responded when I was awake, I think in the morning. And then I went downstairs to get like breakfast or something. And Maria was like, how's Tamara? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think I was like, she wasn't feeling good last night. And then somebody else was like, is she back from the hospital? And I was like, what are you talking about and then I pulled up my find my friends and was like wait what is going on right now yes and the place that we were at for this conference was kind of in the middle of nowhere oh so when I didn't know this but when an ambulance takes you like I guess maybe this was a COVID time thing you people couldn't come in the ambulance with you so at this point my old boss and our one friend they're like trying to figure out how to get to the hospital to come be with me and there's no Ubers. There's no taxis. It's also like two o'clock in the morning. It was, it was da- almost dawn. Yes. And they're, they're spending whatever. like, I think 45 minutes trying to figure out how to get to the hospital. When finally our one friend goes, I wish someone was sober because then they could just drive my car. And our old boss looks at him and goes, you've had a car this whole time. I am sober. So, <laughs> so then they both drive. And they come and get me. But by the time that was all over, it was like 7 a.m. I will never get tired of hearing that story from from everyone, like each person involved in it. That is such oh, a, that is just such a shared memory. Yes. The three of you. Truly. I, just, I love. I, yeah, I, I can't with that story. Oh, um, man. I wish we had more more 
time because like I I mean I could talk to you for hours because that's basically what we do <laughs> I, I was gonna say we would need like seven hours and no one wants to listen to that I, well so I tried to get I'm gonna have to do I'm gonna have to have you back on because first of all there is more to be said and I oh, wanted sure. people to ask us questions like I, I posted yesterday I said having one of my besties do a full episode with me like ask questions and all I got was I'm from Spain love oh. from India oh to be or not to be and my dad that said Lauren yay and I said oh it's tomorrow oh, no father <laughs> I'm like tomorrow the what like because then I have to give him the breakdown you know yeah because tomorrow every dad does not know their daughter's friends no we've had that discussion as well that is another I I feel like I have a decent amount of friends but like my core friends I feel like haven't changed in a very long time and my dad still is pretty clueless I asked him to name five friends he named Nick as one of them and I was like I meant like girlfriends and then he named like one of my high school friends who's always over and he could not name a single other. He was like describing friends, but I was like, dad, what's their name? Yes. Their my dad, my dad would do this. He'll be like, oh, she's Tamara's the one in Chicago. I'm like, no, that's Caroline. He's yeah. like, but Caroline's the one you work with. So how's Caroline in Chicago? I'm like, she moved. <laughs> like, she, she has a different job now. Oh, it's now he knows though because you gave Chloe her little her, toy, her potter bag, her potter bag, which she loves to play with upside down. She's, mm. I'll have to send you a picture. She's got it next to her right now. She's passed, oh, she's no baby, pass out. Um, I love yeah, she's, I asked her if we could get a possum because apparently possums eat bugs. Did you know this? You like that, yeah. And for all of your listeners, I have the biggest phobia of bugs ever. But apparently, like, possums are very similar to cats. And I love cats. But, but I don't... Will you take baby cat with you when you move? Yes. Will yes, baby she cat is- like the possum? Absolutely. She doesn't even like the cat, the other cat that we have. Yeah. Her and Chip are not friends. No. So I can't imagine that a possum would go for well. But... I feel like that's rude to do to baby cat. <laughs> it is. It is. She dealt with my hamster, my little dwarf hamster. All right. But possum's much bigger. R.I.P. You'll have to come back on and talk about your cat stories as well and how, yeah. I've oh, made I've, I've made progress now. You have. I'm so proud of Thank you for acknowledging it. <laughs> <laughs> um we have to wrap up because we need to move on with our days, but do you want to tell people like where they could possibly find you teaching classes? Cause I know there's a lot of local people sure. that listen. So I should probably get my butt to one of them. Cause I've been saying this for quite a while. I would love you to, I will then, do it. I Marissa. Marissa wants to do it. So yeah. yeah no, me when I Marissa. talked to Marissa, she was so interested. So, um, people can find me. I teach at Pure Bar Denville. Um, I usually like post about, classes that I'm teaching. So if you want to follow me, my Instagram is Tammy J, but it's T-A-M-M-A-Y-J-A-Y. Um, thank you to middle school me for coming up with that. But yeah, those are places you can find me. Oh gosh. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to probably going to wrap this up at a different time when I'm done recording this, but thank you very much for coming on and being my first co-host. 
truly it's just like another day for us it is Should chat. it is <laughs> all right everyone well that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of confessions of a gym rat make sure you follow me on instagram and tiktok at lifts with liz follow the podcast on instagram at confessions of a gym rat and give me a follow on youtube at lifts with liz i hope you have a beautiful week and i will talk to you again next week a little bit later so i can tell you all about the aerosmith